Well, hello there, and welcome to the My Adoption Coach podcast, where I give you the step-by-step support and guidance you need on your domestic adoption journey. My name is Amanda, and I'm an adoptive mom of two on a mission to make your adoption easier, faster, and more affordable, because no one should walk the domestic adoption journey alone. Well, hello there, friend, and welcome back to the My Adoption Coach podcast. I am so glad you made the decision to join us today. Before we get started into the fabulous content I have for you today, I have a little favor to ask. Would you please take a minute to follow the podcast? It's super simple. All you have to do is click on the three little dots in the top right-hand corner where you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts and click follow. And I would be over the moon, thrilled and joyed if you would take a minute to leave me a rating and review. You see, I read each one of those individually. And I use that to help me shape the content that I'm going to be sharing in future episodes. So it'll help me understand what you need more of from this podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to support the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Before we dive into all things self-matching, I really want you to hear that you're not alone. Everyone in this journey is struggling with what to post, when to post, what word to use, what word not to use. And you need to know that it's genuinely possible to self-match despite all of those fears and doubts, my friend. What's really important is that you share the vision that you have of your life with this child in a way that she can clearly see and feel in her soul of what life is like with your family. And then when her vision matches with that, that's when you truly have a match. And I know right now when you're either just starting out in this process or maybe you're in the thick of it and you've been waiting for a little while and you're losing hope, then that's the time that we need to dig deep to make sure that we're being intentional about the stories that we share about our family through our social media profiles. And if you feel particularly stuck in this particular, you know, kind of position, if you will, if you don't feel like you're really sharing the story of your life in the most clear and authentic fashion that's going to truly make an emotional connection with expectant parents, then make sure you click below to grab access to the training that I have coming up. In that training, I'm going to walk you through how to really dig deep in that space. But before we get all ahead of ourselves and jump into a training, let's talk about what social media platforms you should be using and should not be using. And then I'm going to give you some tips on what to say and what not to say in those social media platforms. All right. Okay. So you might want to grab a piece of paper and a pencil. If you're like me, you really like to write it out. Um, or maybe just open up the notes app on your phone, because we're going to talk about each of the social media platforms and really what's best suited for social media matching or self matching or independently matching, whatever term you want to call it. Okay, so let's start with what platforms not to use and why. The first platform we're going to talk about that I don't recommend is TikTok. TikTok is a great entertainment platform. It's an okay platform for starting to form a relationship and getting to know someone on a deeper level. But TikTok is not the place where you see expectant parents looking for what life is like in your family. It is not a two-way conversation, um, social platform, if you will, to the depth that you need. 
So if you want to use TikTok because you're just like, I really believe that my ideal expectant mother is, a, you know, is on TikTok and is going to find me that way. What you're going to have to get them to do is to take a leap with you over to another platform, whether that be another social media platform or into email or into voice calls. So if you really want to kind of go against the grain and use TikTok in that manner, you've got to have an intentional strategy on how you're creating and sharing content so that it leads to those next connection points. And because that is not something that is just innate behavior within TikTok at the moment, that's not a platform I would recommend for trying to self-match your adoption. Um, Just because it's one more step further removed from having a contact with you and the goal of what you're trying to accomplish, quite honestly, is get in conversation. And if you can't get into that direct conversation outside the social sphere, then you're going to want to stay away from it. All right. So platform number two that I do not suggest that you use for social media matching right now is Clubhouse. Clubhouse may not be something that everyone in the audience here as hopeful adoptive parents are familiar with. But Clubhouse, think about it as a, um, a live podcast, if you will. It can be a one-way dialogue or you can bring audience participants to the stage and have a two-way dialogue around it, uh, around a particular topic. But you create these rooms and the people join in these rooms to have conversations with strangers all over the world or maybe not so strangers all over the world. And so the idea of getting someone to join into a room with you to learn more about your family at some prescribed time that you are live on your phone talking to them. Again, that just doesn't feel like something that's really authentic to the way that expectant parents are living their lives or something that they really want to do. So that's the reason why I would stay away from um, Clubhouse as it relates to a self-matching platform. The final self-matching platform that I will talk about as a kind of an area that I just don't think is going to be helpful for you is Pinterest. Pinterest is about people looking for ideas and for saving ideas for a rainy day. And they're just not really going to be, that's just not appropriate, right? For what you're doing and what you're trying to accomplish. Um, I know it may seem a little strange to mention Clubhouse and Pinterest, um, but those have been platforms that I've had clients ask about in the past and ask like to help them create a strategy for each one of those. And those just don't feel fit for here for what we're trying to accomplish. Okay. All right. So now let's go back and talk about the platforms that I do recommend that you use. I think the first one that will leap to mind for everybody is Facebook, right? Um, and then kind of like a, a number two within that nestled together would be a Facebook group. So let me just dissect those and talk about them individually a little bit. So specifically from a Facebook perspective, I do highly you know, recommend leveraging Facebook for a social media platform that you're trying to match with if you're trying to self-match or independently match. And specifically, I recommend that you have a Facebook business page because that's going to give you the opportunity to look at analytics in a deeper way than just using your own Facebook page. Now, some people will say that having a Facebook business page actually isn't true and authentic to the way that they want to live their lives post adoption finalization, that they want to have an open relationship. And that's terrific. Once you're connected, once you are matched and you finalize, then you can invite them to be a friend on your main page, or you can create a group that is just the two of you that you're sharing updates or, or the three of you, if you expect that father's you know, in the picture as well. But you so you have this kind of safer space where, you know, you're just sharing updates with them and maybe they want to invite friends or family 
to that page or not to that page. And that's totally okay. But starting with a Facebook business page, again, gives you a whole host of opportunities that running, um, you know, kind of just posting from your main page doesn't give you the opportunity. Now, when it comes to leveraging your Facebook business page, I could talk about that for days and days and days, quite honestly. But the things that you really want to pay attention to when you have a Facebook business page is how you set it up. You want to be intentional about how you're representing yourself, how people can get in contact with you. And a really hidden little secret tip for you, my friend, is using what's called search engine optimization to your favor by the name that you're choosing. So if you use John and Sarah adopt and someone searches for adoption, then you are more likely to come up in those results than if you share just John and Sarah or create a username, just John and Sarah, right? Because John and Sarah, that doesn't show anything as it relates to adoption. So if you really want to be intentional about the way and optimizing every, you know, kind of aspect, if you will, of setting up your uh, page for self-matching, you want to be intentional about, excuse me, the name that you're using, as well as the type of service or business that you're listing yourself as. You're listing yourself as an adoption service or a blog, adoption blog, things of that nature. You really want to make sure that you're using the keywords to get set up. If you need help in that endeavor, you know, feel free to drop a comment below, jump over to the Facebook group and ask a question. I'm always happy to help you really think through those details because those details really do have a big impact. Now, the kind of number two or sub bullet, if you will, of the platforms that you should be using are adoption um, pages, specifically on Facebook. So Facebook groups is the word I was looking for, Facebook groups, and using and posting within those groups from your adoption page. Now, there are some groups um, in our realm that allow self-matching or that promote self-matching, meaning that they are posting opportunities from expectant parents that are looking to connect with hopeful adoptive parents. And some of them don't allow uh, business pages in there. If you're at a business page, go ahead and join from your personal page, but then let's flood those admins with a request to join, to allow business pages to join. Now, and you explain to them that you are a hopeful adoptive family and you have a business page because you want to be able to potentially add advertising to the mix later on through social media. You want to be able to look at the analytics in a different way and that you joining their page actually will create a better experience. Now, you may not win that battle. I know I've been having that battle with a few key groups in our in our sphere recently. Um, and some of them have, you know, been very gracious and understood that, you know, what my clients are trying to accomplish, but it doesn't hurt to reach out. Okay. So I'll put that soapbox away. It's a little early for a soapbox to come out in the year, right? <laughs> okay. Now, when it comes to Facebook groups, this is a great place that you need to be posting with intentionality. And what I really mean by that is that this is the time for your kind of mini profile, if you will, and like mini profile, meaning a post version of your profile to really shine through. This is the time that that needs to come to life. Each word needs to be chosen for a specific reason. Each picture and each video needs to ladder back together to tell the overall story of who you are. And most importantly, you need to be posting with intentionality behind the opportunities at hand. Don't just go in and post on an opportunity 
with just some blanket statement, right? Or just some blanket, like, I'm going to copy and paste this on every opportunity in every group. Don't do that, friend. You're not doing yourself any favors. If anything, you're probably hurting yourself. Because if I'm an expectant parent and I see you in multiple groups, or if I see you even in the same group on multiple posts, use the same thing, then to me, you're not demonstrating the respect and love that you have for me in this opportunity. So you need to be specific. Reflect things back that they're looking for that you are uniquely capable of providing or that uniquely connects with your lifestyle and the vision that you have for this child's life. So if you need help with this, again, make sure that you grab, um, a, you know, a seat in the training that I have coming up. It's a live training and it will be really amazing to help you in this particular area. I promise. All right. So then the last platform that I really want to talk about today as it relates to what platforms we should use is Instagram. Now, I know that Instagram may not be all of our favorite platforms. I know that Instagram is sometimes a little polarizing. And Instagram can oftentimes be blamed for getting you as a target of scammers. Scammers are part of self-matching folks. It is something that we all have to deal with and look out for and be mindful of, no matter what platform we're using. But Instagram is an opportunity for you to broaden your reach in a different way. When I say broaden your reach in a different way, I mean getting your uh, profile in front of more people in a different way. Because you can leverage hashtags and having the right hashtag strategy on Instagram really does make or break your overall reach that you can accomplish or the overall number of people that can see your profile based upon having the right hashtag strategy. So again, this is something I can give you more detail on, but I'll give you a high level view of just like what a hashtag is and how you use it. So if you already know this, just bear with me for a second, but it's really important that everybody have this really baseline understanding. So a hashtag is literally the hashtag that you see people use on a post. And you can search by hashtags within Instagram. And people that have searched for hashtags as it relates to adoption, considering adoption, things of that nature, then your content is more likely to be shown in their feed organically. So in that main page, if you will, right, when you open it up far left on your homepage, it's going to take you to content that Instagram thinks that you are more likely to be interested in. And if you are using a hashtag related to adoption, and she has searched for things related to adoption on Instagram, or quite honestly, even anywhere, then your content is more likely to be shared with her. And the more instances that your hashtags and or your her search behavior and your organic content uh, categorized via hashtags align the higher up in that kind of pool of possible results, you will appear. And getting the broadest number of eyeballs on your content is really a key strategy within your overall self-matching journey. You want to make sure that you get your message to the right audience. And when you're first starting out, you're going to have to, you know, kind of throw spaghetti at the wall and figure out what that right audience is for your journey based upon your vision of your child's life. And so that you can really kind of refine that message and refine that strategy so you get to the right audience. You want other people to be sharing your content for you. Instagram's a great way to do that. Facebook is as well. But Instagram is a great way to get that in a, a more viral sense. Um, viral sense in a good way, not in a bad way. 
So again, there are a lot of specific strategies that we can deploy around Instagram, but it's really important that you understand how hashtags really help you get your message to the right audience. Okay. So I know I covered a lot there as it relates to platforms. I'm going to live up to my kind of part two, if you will, of giving you some tips of what to share and what not to share. But it's really important that I get to understand you a little bit better. So I'd love if you would drop a comment below and share with me, you know, where you are trying to match, what platforms are you using, um, or jump over to the Facebook group and let's have a dialogue around this, folks. I really want to help you. And in order to help you with some actionable tips in this space, I need to know a little bit more about your adoption journey. Okay, deal. Promise. All right, we're going to come back to that pinky swear. All right. <laughs> okay, so let's now jump into really what to post and really what not to post. So now let's put my 20 plus years of marketing experience, my bachelor's and master's in journalism, and my thousands of hours examining adoption profiles to work for you so that you really understand what to post and what not to post. But first, we're going to start with what not to post. The first thing that I'm going to tell you and the biggest thing I'm going to tell you as it relates to what not to post is do not give her your baggage to carry. I love you with all my heart, but you are not doing yourself any favors by starting off your adoption profile statement, your book, your, um, you know, place or your post in social media by sharing. We had an infertility journey that led us to adoption. That can be part of your story, my friend. Don't lead off with it and don't make it the focal point of your profile. If you are in that place where infertility led you to adoption, first and foremost, friend, hear me with all my heart say, deal with that. Go to therapy, process it, deal with it, deal with it yourself. Don't give that baggage to her. You are choosing adoption to form your family now. So make that the focal point of what you are putting forth into your profile. Again, I'm not suggesting that you don't authentically be you and that, you know, infertility is something that you hide by no means. But don't make your profile scream infertility led me here versus I want to adopt because I have a vision for this child's life. I have a vision of my own life with this child in it. And this is what it is. Okay. All right. I'm going to try not to get too passionate about that. It's too early in the year to get super fired up about something, but that is one topic that I can get super fired up about. Okay. So now let's talk about the more positive things. Let's talk about what we should be posting. The first thing and the first rule of any type of profile building work that I do with my clients is to clearly tell your family's authentic story. Each one of us is different. We each have a different story that is authentic and true to us that we should be telling. And making that shine through is the very first thing that you should be focused on when you are posting. The second thing that you need to hear from me is that it does not need to be polished. It doesn't need to be this like perfect Instagram life moment where you've got a professional photo and you've got your hair done and your makeup done and all of these things. That's not this. This needs to be real life, but you need to be intentional about the stories that you're telling, but it does not have to be polished. The last, and I kind of hit on it there, is that it needs to be intentional. Everything that you're sharing in these groups, on your social media pages, on your website, in your book, everywhere that is your adoption profile, you need to be intentional with the story that you're telling. 
and that they, they need to come together like chapters in a book when you think about your profile. You need to be thinking about how does all of this information begin to build on one another. So I'm giving you very high level what, what to post and what not to post because that obviously deserves a really in-depth conversation that we can't possibly cover in a, you know, a 20-ish minute YouTube podcast episode. So please do come and sign up for that live training that I'm going to be hosting in a few weeks. You can grab uh, the link below to get you more information on it, to grab your seat into that training. But it is really important that you get dedicated one-to-one help in this manner. Okay? Deal? All right. So there you have it, friend. Just kind of the tip of the iceberg, if you will, to understanding what to post and where to post about your family on social media when it comes to independently matching your adoption. Listen, I know that you're afraid of being lost in the sea of hopeful adoptive families and that you really want to understand what to do to help your family stand out from the crowd. So know that it is possible. We have success stories for a reason. People are finding success in self-matching their adoption. And I want you to know that that is possible for you too. So make sure you join the upcoming training. I really want to see you there live so that we can have a dialogue together about this. And if you have any other questions as it relates to self-matching your journey, please drop them below, jump in the Facebook group, know that I'm always here to help you. Remember, anything's possible with the right plan and support, and I've got your back every step of the way.